This is the strangest story I have ever heard. Take a seat, grab a drink, and listen to my words. into first a podcast where two buds talk trash about how their favorite shows begin we're the two buds i'm alex hello i'm <laughs> spencer how are you well you know swell i'm swell so despite the intro we're not going to talk about a pilot today today is going to be a rerun episode yep and the idea behind these rerun episodes is that we're going to talk about something that we're both very passionate about yeah, that's the right word I want to use. Something that we've watched obsessively, compulsively. It might be a feel-good show. It might not be. It might just be that we have a lot of feelings about this thing. And that show today is going to be Arrested Development. And Spence, I teased you earlier with a clickbait-like message. And the show started in 2003. And as of right now, IMDb does not have an end date for it. Oh, no. <laughs> we will get into why this is a travesty. But I think you and I need to go back and forth, or at least each of us give our own synopsis of what this fucking show's about. In case you haven't watched Arrested Development, spoiler, watch the first three seasons. Don't worry about the other two. And it is, in my opinion, a, a huge cast. It is a story about how a piece of shit family kind of keeps their shit together. They're a bunch of rich white people not understanding the plight of being poor as they're dad gets arrested for embezzling right embezzling mm -hmm. slash more stuff it starts with embezzling and just shit happens mischief and mayhem and general assholery as the show continues on that's yeah. my version of it go for it spencer <laughs> it's like if you haven't seen arrested development you've seen one of the many many shows that has like ripped off its premise like what spencer <laughs> Shitty rich white people doing shitty rich white people things. Probably the most current one is Upshits Creek. I don't even know if that's current. That's been around for a little bit, hasn't it? Time is relevant. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, in the words of the late great Carrie Fisher, it's about family. It's oh. the the whole thing. It's it's just it's about how family is the most important thing, and it's just a sad like. <laughs> Fucking 16-year journey to find that out. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, here's a good point. It did start in 2003, and it got canceled in its season three with a weird cliffhangy... It was not a good ending for season three. They thought they would get saved. They did not. And then it was seven years until the next season, because then Netflix hit, and Netflix was like, yeah, there's a huge cult following behind it. Let's revive it. And then they ruined it. Yeah. And it was potentially clever with how they wanted to come back to it. They're like, let's explore what's happened over the last seven years or whatever. And they did little vignettes of each character. And that's mostly because they couldn't afford to pay them to be in one room for longer than one scene. Yep. Because it's a lot of expensive actors are in it. And then this is a thing that blew my mind. Spencer, can, can you fucking fathom? It was five years between seasons four and five. Yeah. I yeah, don't remember it being that long. <laughs> no, it's, it's been a while. It's just like we weren't waiting for season five. Nobody on Earth was like, oh man, I can't wait for this to come out. So like the wait wasn't arduous. It was just like, well, they're going to drop the bomb at some point. Everyone go about your lives. I distinctly remember thinking, oh shit, there's a season five. I was not like sitting there and be like, I can't wait for it to come out. She's like, oh, oh, they did it. Okay. I remember back when the Conan O'Brien show was still tolerable. <laughs> There was a there was a Will Arnett interview back when he was still funny, and they asked like, "Oh, is season five coming?" He's like, "Oh, you betcha!" And I was like, "Please end it. <laughs> just let it come back as like an hour long movie, and just like kill off characters if you have to. That's the only way you can do it. But like, just make it stop." It's so sad because 
I've never had a show before where I feel so much love for half of it. And then there's a distinct yeah. moment where it just, it's like, no, we ignore that. That doesn't happen. Usually it's like, I can recognize it's been a bad show from the beginning, or you can like say it's gradual. It just was like a light switch. It was great. And then it fucking wasn't. <laughs> Which I think you explained it best to me, Spence. We weren't sure if we were going to make it through season five, to be perfectly honest. We tried three different times. <laughs> and it was pure force of will because we wanted to do this episode proper and we couldn't do this episode proper without knowing how season five ended but hey spence why is seasons four and five so fucking weird because it's all fucking fan fiction like yeah so the way netflix handled a lot of this the original writing team was comprised of a lot of different folks some of who don't even write anymore and it wasn't a big giant team Whereas when Netflix does a show, they get like a whole boardroom in on it. So they went from having a couple people who are like really knew the source material and like were, were really happy with it. And then they went and got some people back. But for the most part, it's like this big bulbous fucking team of people who grew up on the show. It is fucking fan fiction. Like, it's, it's what happens when you gather a bunch of fans and say, write this thing that you love. Well, then it's not that thing that they love, it's their perception of that thing. And everyone's perception of that thing is different, and... And how? Boy, Holy did it shit. fucking suck. <laughs> I feel like, and don't quote me on this, but I feel like season five, I think Michael Sierra actually wrote an episode or two, or maybe directed. He did I something. I bet he did. That dude has <laughs> no, like... Everyone, like, loves Michael Sarah because it's like, oh, he's so fucking quirky, but, like... He's kind of a dick. <laughs> you watch him in interviews, and he's just kind of a fucking, like, he has no fucking personality, and what he does have, he's a fucking douche. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, did you see him on Hot Ones? Yes, I did. It was so bad. Like, it's it's like they pulled some rando from my graduating, like, fucking high school class, and they're just like, here... Eat some fucking chicken. What have you been up to? <laughs> oh, you know, a bunch of bullshit hipster projects and blah, blah, blah. Art, art, art. It's like, fuck off. I did listen to his album that came out. I think the song that comes to mind is Ruby. And it was actually good. Like, not just, oh, it's Michael Sierra, so it has to be good. No, it was actually enjoyable. I think I remember when that happened and I listened. I was like, oh, that's cool. But like, if no one sent the link to me, I wouldn't have given a shit. It was so indie that, like, I think I had to dig a bit onto Tumblr to find it. Like, I, mm. it wasn't something that was in your face. I, uh, boy, how. Boy, how. I I get mad about season four sometimes because I feel like it was a really cool concept to separate out individual characters. But at the same time, it makes you realize how much the show relies on their interactions together. Mm-hmm. That they all really lean hard on one another. And if that's the gimmick of your show, that's the gimmick of your show. No harm, no foul. But then you had a whole season of that not being your gimmick. And it was so bad. And again, for people who haven't watched Arrested Development, if you've somehow stumbled upon this and not watched Arrested Development, I feel like maybe I should have warned you earlier. There's probably a shit ton of spoilers. Not like it's a clever drama show, but we're going to be going into gags and shit too. But they, season four was so bad. Like a year before season five launched, they remixed. It's literally called season four remix. And they restructured the, the vignettes to be like a regular episode. Because it was so bad. And going back and rewatching season four, it's better. Still not great, but better. Elisa has that same comfy security blanket of the show formula behind it. I think a big problem is a lot of those characters. Like you have some who in the first couple seasons were able to go off on their own and do stuff. Like the show still relied on people interacting, but like Michael could go off on his own. Job could go off on his own, but like. Tobias can't do anything by himself. <laughs> He's not a real character. He's there as like a bit to like bother the rest of the family and make them uncomfortable. Like he can't go on his own adventures. Like Buster specific. It's part of his character that Buster can't do that. Like Lindsay's not interesting enough to like spin off and do her own thing. Like I don't know. And we noticed it a lot in season five, but like. Like, George and Lucille, like, they need to be playing off of their children because if they're on their own or together, there's nothing there. There's just... Well, two points for that, too. And season yeah. five, George Bluthsener was not the same George Bluth that we oh, saw. Oh, definitely for not. Three He's fucking castrated. It's not the same mm -hmm. character. But 
also, I wonder how much that ended up being an issue because um, I, I just don't know the time frame exactly. But there was that big interview they did where Jeffrey Tamer came out or not Jeffrey Tamer. Jessica Walters said, yeah, Tamer at one point blew up at me so bad that I burst into tears and like really struggled working with him. And that was like early on in the show. And then the whole group, like all the men in, in the interview are like, oh, fucking man up. Jessica, it wasn't that bad. And like, no one had her back. Mm-hmm. And that was a big, big thing that I, I remember happening that people were like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And then Jeffrey Tabor, of course, got fired from his other show because of sexual assault stuff or sexual harassment. Oh, did he? I didn't hear about this. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's like kind of what started this whole thing off was that he was on, I think it was called Transparent. That was another stream only show. And he was being accused of se- uh, sexual harassment. And he got fired because of it. And then shortly after that, he was having this interview with Jessica Walters and, and the whole cast, of course, and Jessica Walters makes some comment about like, oh, yeah, no. And she wasn't like accusing Tambor of like sexual harassment or anything, just saying that he was such a force at times that one time he was so volatile towards her that she broke down in tears. This grown ass woman admitting this. And then all her shitty children, shitty fake sons were like, no, we don't see the big deal with this. What's 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 the problem with it? Mm-hmm. It It was a thing. So I'm not sure how much of that kind of her revealing that part of it also has just stunted her as an actress. I don't, I feel like she's such a talent that it shouldn't stunt her, but mm. you never know. You, you just you just don't fucking know. <laughs> but yeah, boy, do they just... I'm trying to think, like, seasons one through three, they don't have a whole lot of interactions because he's in jail. Yeah, but, like, because he's in jail, all of his interactions with anybody are them coming to visit him. Mm-hmm. So it's constantly him playing off of people. It, or it's, you know... Again, he's doing stuff. Like, every time you see him, he has, like, a new gimmick going on in the prison. Like... My, my next trivia fact is that uh, that character was only supposed to be in the pilot episode. Really? Really. The creation staff behind it all originally was just supposed to be like, oh, yep, he's going to set the stage and then he's going to disappear. But he be- kind of became a, a creator favorite. And so they continued to bring him back and back and back and back again. Oh. So there's that. And also, uh, Tambor was supposed to play Tobias originally. But then, of course executives were like mm, we need to age down the show a little bit <laughs> so like all all the characters age down a lot well wasn't there a th- oh god what was it i thought um there was another thing like that i think david cross wanted to play joe no so here it is i got information for you mm-hmm. so they creators wanted him to david cross to play buster but he really wanted to play tobias hmm and then Tony okay. Hale, who plays Buster, was found because of a Volkswagen commercial, I guess. And mm-hmm. they snatched him and he started playing Buster. And then people auditioned. Of course, of course, of course. Rain Wilson auditioned for Job. That would have been terrible. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> right? Uh, Rain Wilson, again, for those who don't know, plays Dwight on The Office. Which then, of mm-hmm. course, kind of worked out because he went off and played Dwight on The Office. So yeah. I just in some universe it's flip flopped mm-hmm. where Will Arnett plays Dwight. Okay, I Will Arnett as Dwight would have been fucking awful. Like, <laughs> mm. but I, I I I'm sitting here thinking like I think <clears throat> you know part of me is like I I would have liked Rain Wilson as Joe. And then we get to season five, which it's 2019. I thought fucking no homo gay jokes were kind of done with. Well, well, see, so you thought that, but remember, <laughs> this season is taking place in 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's, it's, it was okay then. You're right, you're right. <laughs> Fuck. Silly me. Silly yeah. me. <laughs> this, this, was, this was during the Trump election, when, when, when the whole, like, are gays okay thing was still up in the air. <laughs> I just, I know by season five... And we're forcing ourselves to watch. Also, season five was released in two chunks. Uh, it was released originally in 2017, right? Why would they do that? I don't know. And around spring, and then they released it the second half a year later. It was not a good spread. It wasn't like a good time to cut it. It was just a weird decision. It was so bad. By like the second half, I just, Spencer and I are sitting there. And we're like, okay, countdown. How long is it going to take before he makes a gay joke? Ah, there it is. Because in case you forget, Job's gay now. Just yep. in case. It's not just like a countdown. It's not every single scene, but it's every single moment in time with Joe. Like, they might cut away from him and you think, oh, he's not going to say anything about being gay. But then it cuts back to him in the same room so that he can say a gay thing. And it's like, oh, haha, he likes men. Just, I, yep, mm-hmm. this isn't a joke. This... Okay, and again, the gay mafia, like, they started that as a story point, and they didn't really resolve that either, I feel like. Yeah, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I, 
I'm just sitting here realizing, like, okay, wait, so he was part of the gay mafia, and then he wasn't, and then he was, and wait, what the fuck happened to the gay mafia by the end? How did they tie up that loose knot or loose thread? Fuck. I, it was a hot mess. What we can give season, season five credit, right? There's, there's a few things they did okay, and mostly it's their finale. The yeah, finale. Like, the finale should have been that, that hour long movie. Yeah, fuck it, of course. But like they, it's like they knew how they wanted the season to end, but had to have eight hours of content before it. And Which it's, was a bad movie. <laughs> they would have been better doing their two and a half hour movie, and we would have, I think the fans in general would have been very happy with that. But I guess we also didn't know that what would have happened is that we would have gotten a movie, and then we would have been like, ah, we could have had episodes. Why didn't we have episodes? This is why, universe. Don't, don't fucking look a gift horse in the mouth. But the finale was, I think, everything we wanted from the show. At least from at that fucking point, we wanted it to be dead. But then I find out that it's still possible that they're going to do another fucking season, Spencer. I had to Google it. I'm like, please, please tell me it's dead. Tell me Arrested De- Development is dead. They ended it on a great note. There's no confirmation from Netflix that they are going to cancel it. They don't want to close that door. Who's still watching it? <laughs> Well, clearly we were. Clearly. But but we we were like tooth and nail, like grinding to get to that point. <laughs> I think I'm a professional binger. I know how to sit there and enjoy the shit out of a show in an entire day. It was impossible. Impossible. I know David Cross is on record saying that he's like, no, 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 season five, we're done. I think this is it. This is the end of the end of the show. So I think he wants it dead too. Yeah, but his character, like, they didn't have anything for him, like... I, <laughs> like, like, what was the point of anything he did in that entire season? You could cut out every single Tobias scene of season five and be done. You'd be fine. You wouldn't miss out anything. It's bad. And, <laughs> it's so bad. Like, he didn't do anything. And, like, the, they tried fun stuff with Maybe, but, like, what was the point of anything she did at the old folks' home? I think the first half of season five was good for Maybe. The last half wasn't. Yeah. Because it was building to nothing. I was like, cool, yeah, cool, it, cool, 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 cool. Oh, shit, well, now what? You're just done? That, You're done? That, that's, that's it? That's <laughs> what a lot of this was. It was like the sloppiest writing I've ever seen, where it's like writing to no end. Like, we have this finale, but we're not even writing towards the finale that we have planned out. Like, we're just filling time. Like, it's like, okay, Job's gay. Now what are we going to do with that? Haha, do, do you remember that he's gay now? Do, do, do you like, remember? Did you forget? It, it's like, okay, but what's his character doing? Oh, you know, he's being gay. Awesome. Not now to mention what? that fucking Portia was gone for like the entire second half of season five. Mm-hmm. Gone. Absent. That's because she quit acting. I think Arrested Development made her quit acting. I, <laughs> poor I girl. I believe it. <laughs> uh, but so she comes back for the final episode, of course. And this is a big heist-like reveal of, oh yeah, all the infighting was actually to get themselves out of trouble with the Chinese. Because we have to have some kind of bad guy, I guess. And... The... But they're not even the bad guys. They're, they're just not. like, hey, you stole all our fucking money. We would like you to pay us back somehow. We're being very lenient with you. <laughs> very and, patient and kind. And it's, yeah, it's they're they're super cordial when you stole millions of dollars from them. And then it's like, oh yeah, we saved the day. We snuck out of paying the Chinese anything. The only part of this like big reveal, and again, kind of showing like you always have to rely on family because they kind of were pulling away from that a little bit where they just weren't relying on each other so much. But the only way for this last shitty fucking con for them to work as a family is that they have to work as a family. Is that at the end of it, Lindsay shows up again, right? And Tobias is like, well, can we get back together? And she's like, sure, why not? Like that fucking wouldn't happen. Lindsay's done. Lindsay is done with Tobias. She should be done. Yeah. Fucking, it, that, a better line would have been like, n- no. No. <laughs> and like have like a little awkward beat and then Tobias say something quirky and then move on with the rest of the fucking scene. But they were trying to end on such a like, yay, the family's back together. But then they reveal who killed Lucille too. By the way, it's Buster. Fucking. Which, which they had this whole like making a murderer backdrop, I think, that was not good or clever. Why was she even dead? Because they like, couldn't afford her. <laughs> but that's the thing, like the whole setup felt like oh, she's disappeared or she's in hiding or she just, like, went off somewhere because it was, like, it felt so obvious that, no, nobody killed her. Um, But then they're like, oh, yeah, Buster did it. It's like, wait, but she, like, how did she fucking die? (laughs) Like, it's like, because it's always just been the assumption that she was murdered and all the characters are just jumping to this conclusion. And it's like, 
So I was waiting for the moment where it's like, oh, she wasn't, blah, blah, blah. It's like, nope. She was in Mexico. At, <laughs> at some point, Buster did it. Wait, why? How? When? Oh, uh, you know, just just because. Just because. Just because. We, we, yeah. My guess is if they do a season six, that's what they'll address, which they fucking shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, Neon lights. Don't do it. Don't Boy, fucking can, do it, Netflix. We can have another season where Buster's in fucking jail. I think it's just gonna be us screaming at the screen I, for I think, eight hours. I think there's gonna be there's gonna be two fucking views <laughs> on on their on their statistics, and it's it's just gonna be us. But screaming into the void. <laughs> they're gonna keep upping the Netflix subscription, and so so our subscriptions are gonna be all they need. <laughs> We're all single handedly pay for the continuation of Arrested Development. At this point, they don't even fucking need money. They're just green screening actors in there. <laughs> You're right. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I, and I know the warden wasn't the only one that got screened in because I think the first half of the season, someone else gets screened in. And I'm just yeah. like, this is bad. This is really well, bad. Well, it was one of the only good jokes in the first half of season five was they had a they had Ron Howard talking about the wide shots, but they couldn't yes. do wide shots because none of the actors are in the same room. Yeah. <laughs> so just kept panning between them and he's like, oh. It's so good. That was like the, that was the nice buildup. The only joke worth a damn the first half. But then they also tried to do it again, but it wasn't as successful in my opinion because we're sitting there listening to this last half of mm -hmm. season five and we're like, the music's fucking weird. And that's like a really odd thing I feel like to pick up on of, hmm, this music doesn't sound quite right. But it, well, it's like Arrested Development has used the same soundtrack forever, and this one didn't. And just the last half, not the first whole season. And just, just the, the last, last half. half. It's like they lost the rights to their own fucking music and started using like stock Pixar music. And it's like, what is this? But then Ron Howard comes in. Ron Howard comes in and says, this is all temporary music. We haven't even paid like yep. legal fees for real music. And it's like, ah, okay. Yep. I've spent six six episodes being mad about this, but now I'm a little less mad, because at least uh, you're trying a... to say it's on purpose. Yep. Oh, it was a bit. Got, got it. You got me. You got That's me good. why we didn't bring Seth Rogen back. <laughs> but they did bring in that kid from The Mick to play young Job. Fuck that kid. That kid's <laughs> life is over. <laughs> like, he, he played some shitty rich kid, and then he played some other shitty rich kid in a flashback. He's he's never gonna be anything. I feel like we shouldn't pick on minors. It's Why? Like, I don't know. It feels They're easy. <laughs> you make one five year old cry. I don't know. It just feels like it's adults bullying kids, and that makes me feel icky. Well, he's gonna be an adult someday. <laughs> but right now he's a kid, Spencer. Well, I don't, man, we were talking about it when we first talked about what a shit kid he was, and we were talking about comparisons to the guy who played Joffrey. Yeah. Do you see him? Like, uh, we have pictures of him. He looks, like, disheveled and fucking, like, that he has not acted. He's not been out of his house <laughs> since playing Joffrey. Why would he need to? He has enough money to live for forever. Basically. So, I think you and I could probably talk forever about bad shit that happened in season five. Yeah, we could. But let's let's have a moment and think of all the good times. Let's talk about the first half of season, or... <laughs> The first half of Arrested Development and what we liked about it and what really pulled us in and yeah, well, like what makes it so lasting? I guess what actually makes it lasting? <laughs> like I, you go what? first. Uh, I want to. I want to hear your thoughts. Okay, but mine's like super snobby. So, and I've told you, I, I've told you. I haven't told the audience before. I really believe seasons one through three of Arrested Development are prime Americana. I think that it hit at the right time and the right point of American culture for it to be super relevant and super clever. God, it was after 9-11, so we were dealing with Saddam Hussein and all that nonsense. We were dealing with the housing bubble. It was... We were all really sad. We needed to laugh. And they did a good job of being like, look at this terrible shit. But it's, it's like, not that it's so terrible, but like, it's fucking funny if you think about it in this other lens. And... I, I, not like it should be in history books, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, there's just points in, in the fucking episodes. Like when they go visit Saddam Hussein and it's just a house full of Saddam Hussein fucking duplicates. <laughs> That's insane. Like that is Some of them insane. have scars and some of them are in fancy bat. Like it, it's like <laughs> its own sitcom going on. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's something that I, I want to ask younger generations, right? What, it, does that humor still hold for you as time goes on? 
Like, do you actually give a shit? You guys never had to deal with this guy. Yeah, like, or is it going to be something like Cheers, I guess, or MASH, where it's funny, but do you really get it as, as generations go on? I, I think it shows a very important part. Okay, okay, sorry, I think like Saddam Hussein, my ethics teacher, loves Saddam Hussein. I'm sure she doesn't love him. <laughs> and like, no, yeah. no, the teacher fucking loves Saddam Hussein. It's insane. Oh, God. I, they do, and it's not like every episode touches on like uh, popular American issues. You just get a few gems here and there. And I think that's what happened in season five. It's like every episode was like, hey, here's this hot American issue. Here's this hot American issue. And they didn't just kind of let there be slice of life moments in this insane fucking family. Oh my god. Hmm. That whole thing with the fucking teacher. Yeah. They did the same thing with Rebel. They're they're literally recycling plot points where it's like Michael goes and bangs a girl that, that George Michael has a crush on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Are are you just realizing that, buddy? No, I'm I'm just realizing that. And that that's old. That's old news. But like, I'm also like because I'm just going through my mind of all this old stuff now and realizing how much of it just got recycled. Like, how much of it is just the same shit again? I mean, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. I feel like the Rebel story, it would be different if it was like the same writers, right? But they, like, they don't even address the fact, like season five, they could have addressed the fact that this is this teacher all over again. But they don't. They don't even talk about it at all. It's like they forgot it even happened. It's... Boy, boy. They, yeah. We could have We could have had so much, Spence. We could have oh, had no. so much. It's making me depressed. Things that like were built into seasons one through three that they've got completely ignored in season five. Season five, they keep bringing in new lawyers and new characters. And it's like, why? We already have a magnificent cast. Yeah. Fucking A. But we can't afford them. Fucking, why? I can never pronounce her name. That's right. Julia Louise Dreyfus. I always get like Lulia Dreyfus. I get it mixed up in my brain. Lulia, you know, Lulia. No, Julia Lewis-Dreyfus, I think she does a great job as the not-blind, not-pregnant lawyer. Yes, um, it was an awesome fucking bit. Like I have it listed down as like my top three favorite episodes being Alter Egos and Justice is Blind. Finding out that her fucking seeing-eye dog is blind is so goddamn clever. I hate it that they had so, such good writing and then nothing. Look well, at nothing. You go from like one of the most densely packed fucking comedic shows like ever Mm -hmm. like every scene has like a dozen different fucking running jokes and bits going on and then you go to season five and it's just there are whole scenes where jokes just aren't happening you're just (laughs) getting like you're just getting people talking to one another it's like were they recording like offset like what the fuck was happening were they recording did the a camera podcast? guy just yeah did, did the camera guy just keep going and they just put the wrong bits in because like it's straight up this is just george and lucille just talking about any th- these could be anyone this That's has so nothing true. to do with their characters like oh oh i don't know there's there were like definitely two or three scenes where we just if we were in the same room would have looked at each other and be like what the fuck's going on what is this what's even happening I'm sure they were establishing plot, but boy, it, like it wasn't just like quick scenes. They were long scenes. And the of thing them is, you're establishing a plot that's nonsensical. Like the setup you gave it wasn't the setup it needed, and no one gives a fuck about it. Like, there's the Buster trial, there's the ball, there's the Chinese. But like, I had to search my memory for that. We've been talking about that. <laughs> like, it has nothing on like Mr. F or like. Like, like defrauding, like, uh, George Sr. and getting him out of prison and stuff. Like, all that was great because it's, like, these unified family goals that, like, we all need to be working towards this, but nobody is. And, like, I don't know, it, there was just so much shit going on in season five and none of it mattered. Do you remember Oscar and Buster escaping and doing the whole silent film bit out of nowhere? And it just keeps going. What happened to Oscar? I don't know. <laughs> what happened to Oscar? Like, okay, so they got separated. And then where did he go? What happened to him? Did he die? Did he go back to his lemon farm? What? Hold on. Nope. Get ready for click clacks. They're going to figure this out. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. What, what was Oscar's wrap up? Because again, that's like one of my favorite jokes too, is that maybe your father is here. <laughs> that's another thing with their relationship is now that it's all out in the open, like... There's nothing between Buster and Oscar, because who cares? Like, 
Oh, but now it's like, now they're just father and son, and they just have this stunted, awkward relationship. Okay, so they, they escape. And then how does he get arrested again? How does he go to trial? I missed out so much. I just was so... I blacked I it out, Spencer. I, I literally blacked I it out. <laughs> season 5. None of season 5 is on the Arrested Development Wiki. That's Hold on. I've looked at IMDb. two characters so far and they don't have a season five, like, summary. Everyone's given up, Spence. Okay. Okay. Nope. Nope. George Sr. has a season five summary. Okay. So most of these summaries are, like, seven paragraphs long. Yeah? Uh, his season five summary. George Bluth appears in season five and is dealing with suicidal thoughts because of the loss of his libido. Ha 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 ha! What a great... That, <laughs> That that's everything he did in in sixteen fucking episodes or whatever. Which okay for people who are suffering from suicide, please go get help. We're not mocking you. This just was really poorly written. Like, they try to put the serious story block. It's the fucking it's lost JPEG. That awful awful meme. Season five. Job appears in season five where he attempts to come to terms with his romance with Tony Wonder. Which also has a weird ending. <laughs> oh my god. I, uh, okay, okay. Again, it's really easy to hate on season five. But Spencer, what do you love so much about seasons one through three? There, is there anything? Is it ruined for you now? It, it's, it's hard because when you know something ends so fucking piss poorly, it makes the rest of it worse. Whereas like when you know that it has a good ending, like, oh my God, I could watch this a thousand times over. Um, mm -hmm. Like the Mass Effect games... Knowing that they fucking fall apart at the end makes me not want to play the good ones. Like, but but then you have something like Community that has, like, one of the most solid TV endings I've ever fucking seen. And it's like, oh my god, like, I'm watching season one and I can see where all of this leads up to that ending. And I'm like, oh man. <laughs> and this is like, man, season two was really funny. None of this is going to pay off except for like, like it, it's sort of like you're, you're eating a bag of potato chips and you're getting near the bottom and now you're not really enjoying the potato chips. You're like, oh, well, better enjoy them while they last. <laughs> like there's that feeling of dread coming because you know you're almost out. Oh my God. Do you remember Franklin? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> His fucking soundtrack playing in the background. Well. Martha and fucking George, or not George, Michael, are getting at it. My god. And that fucking Franklin at some point gets, like, bleached, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but, like, that's the thing. It's seasons one through three, it's so densely packed, and there's so much going on, but it still all ties together really, really, really fucking well. Like, Buster joining the army. <laughs> And just I won the mother at army. <laughs> Whatever happened to On Young? I feel like they did wrap that up. Um, so he it was in the end of season three because he came back at the end of season three with the grand finale, yep. and he was the son of someone that they screwed over, and so he like reported them in a third or second time. It's like that's right, and that's why they're yep because mm -hmm. they're on the boat at the end. Yes, a nice little full circle, which I wish they would have done another boat scene at the end of season five, but fine. Yeah, Be but like I would have taken that as they have no ideas. Yeah. <laughs> but but at the same time, it's like they have no ideas, and it feels like they didn't watch the first few seasons. Like, it feels like they, they got, like, trivia cards of, like, who these characters are, and were told to write a show about it. And they wrote, like, a whole new show about it. <laughs> like. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't even feel the same as the first three. It's yeah, so you have characters, but it's touch. Mm -hmm. How did the actors go along with it? They got paid. Well, and again, to be fair, season four, people wanted season four. The fucking fans were like, give us another season. And then it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, but season four, like, still sort of remembered where it came from. And there were mm -hmm. still really good bits in that mess. Like... God, what was, what was the name of the goddamn church? Uh, I'm trying to find it, but maybe you can... I don't remember the name of the church. The only thing that I remember in season four is really standing out to me is fucking Anne and the Job's daughter robes, because I was a fucking Job's daughter. So I, I looked at like, she's in a Job's daughter robe, and that means she's marrying Job, 
and a Job Zara. Like, it, that is such a fucking insanely Illuminati clever joke. A very specific demographic. Very specific. It was the Church of the Holy Eternal Rapture. Okay, okay. And, and it has the fucking shepherd's cane at the end. <laughs> and may it be with you as... Wow, they had a crazy sign-off, too. As it is with you, with me. It's... it's oh, God. Boy. <laughs> It was not a storyline I focused highly on, but I remember when it came up, I was like, hmm, Alan Tudyk, buddy. I, oh, but the final countdown as, <laughs> as Joe Blake runs around as Jesus and then Tobias, like, having, like, a role with no words, just like, like, get up there, Jesus, like, <laughs> just... I'm, I'm going to list this next segment as, listen to us talk about inside jokes. <laughs> Because it's not so much in just side jokes between us. It's if you haven't seen the show, we're just gonna be listing off probably a bunch of one-liners that we thought are hilarious, and it's gonna be like, "Ah, uh-huh, yeah, that's funny." Go watch the go watch seasons one through three. That's mostly what we're quoting, I imagine. And go go enjoy, treat yourself, and don't watch the other two. So that way you can just enjoy seasons one through three and don't experience the end of the bag of chips like Spencer now has to deal with. I also know you really—is it her or egg? I think I'm her, your egg, right? Or am I getting that complete? Am I getting you confused with another friend of mine? I thought there was some Anne joke that really got you. I I mean, egg gets me all the fucking time. <laughs> okay, okay, so I'm not crazy. But, yeah, okay. I just, I don't know. Like, I, I want to talk about it. I want to talk about how much I liked it. But I have nothing to offer other than giggling at stuff that made me laugh. Well, that's what but we're I, doing. Let's giggle at stuff think, that made us laugh. But I think that that's all I can say about it is seasons one through three were arguably the funniest thing I had ever seen. Like, they they went down as my favorite, like, my favorite comedy. Like, above anything else I binge. Like, they just, they nailed it. They, 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 they were kings at it. And to see them, I mean, lots of shows go, The Office went through it, where it's like, okay, show's over now, and they kept going. Mm-hmm. It's like, at least with The Office, we got it immediately, and it was like, we still had some of the same writers. They just didn't care anymore and they didn't know what to do without their main character. Mm-hmm. But God, could you imagine if we got Shroot Farms? <laughs> they were going to do a whole fucking office spinoff. It would have been awful. It would have been fucking trash. It would have been. But that that's a different episode, Spence. We'll, we'll, we'll have a deep dive into the office. It's going to happen soon. Yeah, I guess that won't, that won't make me as sad as this. <laughs> I, I'm bummed, but I understand where the sadness comes from. I guess for me, I, I remember watching Arrested Development with my parents, like eating mm-hmm. dinner and watching the show with my folks. And it was such a formative show in my youth. I'm sure it was for you too, because you're you're a wee babe. Mm-hmm. Because I'm the world's shittiest kenku, being that if you're not a D&D nerd, it's a race of bird that just, the only way it can speak is by regurgitating stuff it's heard. In this case, I just regurgitate pop culture references, nigh impossibly. <laughs> And most of the time, it's shit that no one understands. It's just weird connections I have. Uh, but, like, shit that I say is, like, oh, most definitely. Did you burn down the bananas yet? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> just, like, I, so when people ask me stuff sometimes, like, oh, yeah, most definitely. And I, I, I have a little chuckle inside my little heart because I'm, like, I get it. I get what's funny. Even though I'm giving a straight answer to them, they don't fucking know. They don't get it because they don't watch Arrested Development seasons one through three, four or five mm-hmm. times a year. I think I her gets me a little bit more because when someone asks about someone, I'm, like, her? And again, <laughs> no one really usually gets it. Marry me, babysit me comes up frequently. And I know I, I, I throw it at you, Spence, but um, I, I don't get to use babysit me as often as I would like. But marry me is, is, is thoroughly enjoyable as maybe tries to con or tries fucking cons her way into a movie studio as a producer or God, what was it? Not a director. What what she? Which, what was she? Ugh. Anyways, she's in a studio and whatever. Someone's like, aren't you a little young? Marry me. Super good. Super funny. And the shit, like small shit. Jean Parmesan. Fucking Jean Parmesan is, oh, (laughs) I lost my shit. For me, highlight season five was when Jean Parmesan fucking showed up because me and Lucille Bluth both at the same time freaked out. It was (laughs) awesome. And it's just like these wee little things that just, British eyes only. If I'm putting anything in a secret folder, British eyes only. All the time. Every single fucking time. And so I, I have a lot of these little moments that I have collected and have become just a part of my regular everyday lexicon. And maybe that's why I find season five so sad is A, there's nothing for me to add. There's nothing for me to grab onto and make mine. 
It's just so dull. But also, it doesn't cheapen those jokes for me. It just reminds me like, oh man, there used to be good jokes. There used to be. Hermano? Fucking A. I don't know. Brother doesn't come up a whole lot, but when I occasionally hear it and like passing, I'm like, oh, Hermano. And I just like those, that story arc just flashes through my brain. Unfortunately, one of my most favorite jokes, Spencer, my most favorite joke has no context. I can never repeat it. There's no way I can ever regurgitate it because it's so scene specific. And it's before the pageant where they go and the, the auction for the women, which sounds really ridiculous. It's just, you know, rich people doing what they do. They have a charity. You pay, pay money to go on a date with a girl. And Buster's supposed to pay for his mom because that's the fucking relationship they have. <laughs> but Buster at this point is kind of being a brat toward his mom anyways. And Michael's on the phone and he's like, oh, hey, mom says wear the blue sweater. Damn it. I hate the blue sweater. She says it looks nice. It really brings out your eyes. Damn it. She's right. And like just <sighs> the pacing of it fucking slays me every time. I think Tony Hale did such a good job on that one very specific, very hyper specific joke. And I just... <sighs> It was missing. It was missing in season four and season five. But, you know, I think this needs to be clipped at the end because, Spencer, I do have a favorite, favorite joke from season four. Maybe oh, the yeah. first half of season five. And I know you know it. I know you do. But I won't quiz oh, you on it. Are you sure? No, I want, I want you to hold on. Give me a Dude, hint. I, I, I use it a lot with our, our, our good, good friends, Jared and Neo. Man, that doesn't help me because the only bit I remember outside of the the amazing Jesus solution is uh, Job and Tony Wonder trying to trick the other into proving that they're gay by by wearing silicon masks of each other and unwittingly having gay sex for hours with one another. Forget me nows. <laughs> no, it's it, again it's the series of me liking just like one line quips. It's goodbye forever. Oh, see you tonight. <laughs> I have we ever used that with Jeremio? It's it's for me. It's like if they my bro TP. Okay, okay. It's like it's what I call them. It's like they're goodbye forever. See you tonight. It's playlists. It's whatever things I'm saving them files under. It's always goodbye forever. See you tonight. <laughs> so, anyways, that's like the only good joke that came from it must have been the first half of season five because it's the cabin. Don't yep. tell Michael. Yeah, but I don't know. The only really other like big conversation piece I have for us to potentially dive into is favorite characters why we like them but uh, if you're so sad man i don't know maybe maybe this just doesn't exist for you anymore so you know why this is gonna be the most sad why because my favorite character used to be job (laughs) okay why did he used to be your favorite spencer he used to be my favorite because it just it's not that it's not that he reminded me of myself in any like strong way but being like the the irreverent older brother that like nobody has a good gauge on what the fuck he's talking about or what he's doing and like all of his fucking schemes and all of his plans are fucking cockamamie and everyone's telling him like no you should probably no don't don't do that and it's like i just from from moment one when he was trying to hide his dad from the drug sniffing fucking (laughs) dogs Go in here, Father. By putting him inside the stupid fucking Aztec tomb. <laughs> throwing all the dead animals out into the ocean. I don't know. He's he's a monster, and I I fucking loved him. Was it? Yeah, no, it was a season four bit. The the stutter. The stutter was the thing that I, I <laughs> The thoroughly, upset stutter? Yeah, thoroughly fucking enjoyed. Because it hit home in a really, really succinct kind of way. I, I see it in Jared and Soul Story occasionally. It just it makes me super happy when it happens. Very, very happy. How was your egg? I told you you were fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, because you know what? When I do think about season four, I think Job was the only one who had decent bits. Like, I can't really remember anyone else in season four doing anything that I gave a fuck about. Yeah, every time I say, oh, there were good bits, they're all Job bits. And I <laughs> Hello, think Darkness, that's... my old friend. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I think, and I think maybe that's why season five makes me so sad, because it's like, they literally castrated George Sr., but Job, they just like, they just, I, I don't know. They didn't I have good know. character plots for all the characters. And so they were like forcing what they think this character should be doing. And it just it, like, didn't feel like there was a whole lot of thought to it. It's like, oh yeah, this is good enough. A lot of season five is, oh yeah, this is good enough. Slash fan fiction. If you watch it knowing it's fan fiction, I say it's a little bit more tolerable, but still not great. 
how how does anyone look at the finished product that was season five and be like, you know what? I'm happy slapping my name on this. We don't know Netflix that. money, I guess. <laughs> that must be what it was. It must be Netflix is willing. Let's grab another fucking paycheck and run. <laughs> Man, that new Star Wars looks nice and generic. <laughs> I know you have feelings. We'll we'll we need to give you a platform, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm trying. I'm looking at my notes. Like, there's a what few do you episodes. got? I I feel like I talk a lot, and it's that's... just like you being like, yeah, that's nice. So I no, don't want to. <laughs> no, you you keep going. Whatever whatever you wanted to say, you say it, and I will I will say something back. We'll have banter. <laughs> well, we I I don't know. I'm like looking at my favorite episodes, right? So the alter egos, justice is blind, fucking Tobias sneaking through her house, and she has the bat. I guess. <laughs> I, I, I guess a lot of the stuff like I have to say is kind of what you said before, like us just giggling over shit that was funny. I'm not sure if I have anything intelligent to say about it. I just I think these were like the primo episodes. I think Afternoon Delight is fucking gold. <laughs> the five thousand dollar suit, the singing of Afternoon Delight, and and like the dawning realization on their faces of oh shit, this isn't this isn't good. This isn't right. <laughs> I also have like My Hand to God, which is the episode where Buster loses his hand. Mm-hmm. And the Lucille, Lucille, <laughs> which is a tie together of Amy fucking Polar and Will Arnett's characters, because at that point they were still married. And they, on several occasions, showed up in TV shows dating each other while they were still married. And I was heartbroken, heartbroken when they got divorced. They don't strike me as a good couple, though. Yeah, but when you're a freshman in high school, it seemed like that, that was like my goals for relationships like at the time it's like oh look they're two funny people and they seem happy together and they get to do projects <laughs> with each other like being 18 and dumb i was like that that's what i want what a fool what a fool that's i was fair. no that that's a worthy goal and like the last episode i have on here is like my honorable mention it's the key decisions episode it's the first time we meet marta and it's when they go to the the award show together mm-hmm. and at that, it's like season or episode six or seven at that point and for me, that sets the tone for the entire show, even through seasons four and five. I think that's like what really sets the idea of Michael struggling with doing what he wants to do and what he thinks like his family wants him to do, what he has to do for his family because no one else will. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably one of the more serious episodes, even though it isn't serious, serious. And when I think of Arrested Development, I think of that scene of them on the stairs and him having the folded bird or crane or whatever and like goofing off with Marta and... I think that is just such a sweet scene, and I it's not an episode I like going back and rewatching by any means. Unlike, mm-hmm. say, okay, our show's fucking first, right? Let's talk about the pilot. The pilot of Arrested Development, I can go back and watch over and over and over again, and I have no issues with it. None whatsoever. And that's saying something for a fucking pilot episode. So, I think my problem is I've introduced so many people, so many, to Arrested Development that I've seen those first three episodes so many, like, well over a dozen times. That's how I feel about the and, Archer pilot. So, like, I I get what you mean. Okay, yeah. It's it's just that where it's, like, going back to it because I can just mouth along with everything that's happening. Like, those are the rare examples of episodes of Arrested Development that I have fully unpacked. Like, I don't get a new inside joke every time I go through. Like, with the rest of the show, every new watching, it's like, oh my god. There's a new running gag in the background that I wasn't seeing before. <laughs> like, how is this possible? <laughs> but those first three episodes, I have... It's not that they're bad. It's that I can't go back to them anymore. And I worry that if I keep rewatching the show, the whole thing is just going to be that. That's fair. Before we got seasons four and five, particularly first half of five, I had a gauntlet of shows that I watched. And particularly, it was like at peaks of depression. Mm-hmm. Not because it helped my depression. Let's not go that far. But it was Arrested Development and Firefly. And usually by the end of I got through Arrested Development and Firefly. I was like, okay, the world sucks. Sometimes stuff gets canceled before it should be canceled. But that's okay. I'm going to like pick myself up and move on. Like Those are weirdly my depression shows. Like I, I also watched Arrested Development when I just need something in the background. Firefly has to be a very distinct mood for it to, to come up. Serenity was a fucking cop out. <laughs> I I've only seen Serenity a handful of times. Like I never finish it off with Serenity. Uh, I always leave it hanging. But yeah, that was that was Joss Whedon giving up. <laughs> I feel like by now we would have gotten a reboot of Firefly if he didn't make fucking Serenity. 
No, okay, so the Firefly thing is all tied up in Fox fucking rights. But now Disney has it, so I'm sure. And you know what? Mm. Uh, but they couldn't do anything with it. They, they don't killed need... off all the important characters. They don't need to go back to the same cast. They can still do the same universe with a different cast. But and I would be the there universe for that. Was, was like, it was neat, but it wasn't anything that like hadn't been done before. I think the cast was what was important. It was these, these outcast loser assholes that barely get along on a ship together. But what's, I, I, I think there's a way, if, if Joss Whedon wasn't writing it, I think there's a way that it could have been written with a different cast of characters that still is kind of asshole outlaws, but just telling a different story, a different aspect. Maybe we get to learn more about Blue Sun instead of the Reaper virus. Or what would be fucking cool is to get a whole segment on companions. Like, that'd be really fucking cool. There's stuff to explore in the universe, even though it's fucking sci-fi. And yeah, cowboy, bebop, fucking whatever. I get it. I get it. I just, moral of the story, risk development, Firefly, risk development in particular, usually signifies a time in my life where things aren't going great, but it does a good job of lifting up my spirits. So I hope that, along with you, that I, I never watch it too much and to kind of lose that. It might be a bit of a crutch mental health wise, but <laughs> I don't think I can articulate correctly how much this show means to me and why that makes season five and us. <laughs> being loud and hating on it it's, it's fun in its own right and i will never watch season five but at least i have the memory of us dicking about forcing ourselves to watch it and making fun of it together which is a nice memory i have with it as well now mm -hmm. yeah it was <clears throat> it was a miserable goddamn experience but <laughs> with the caveat that you know i would say at least it's over but maybe it's not i, I think won't, that i won't watch a season six i'm with you i am good leaving it where it's at i like the ending and i like Michael and George Michael driving off into the sunset, like probably going to Arizona. And I, I just, that's where I hope it ends. It doesn't, it doesn't need more. Uh, but they're not going to let it die. <laughs> I don't know. They're not rushing. And I, I could also see it being another five, ten years before they touch it again. I, I just, I just hope next time enough of them say no. <laughs> <sighs> well, I'm tapped. Are you tapped? I'm miserable. You're miserable? Good, I'm miserable too. I'm glad we went through this miserable experience together. I'm so glad. <laughs> what do you say? We say goodbye forever to this. Goodbye forever. See you tonight. So, hey guys, if you thoroughly enjoyed us tearing Arrested Development a new one because we can't control ourselves, let us know your thoughts. Tell us how wrong we are, even though we know we're fucking right. <laughs>